Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse on the link to top for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE. Also at that website, there's an option to subscribe to have a daily excellent email sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society that includes both the text reading as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, with Section 4, Faith, Belief, and Vision. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 236, which is, I, I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. And by way of opening this morning, uh, it became real clear to me that the best poem for the day comes from Rumi, and you've all probably heard it. Um, the poem is called Guest House. Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival. Joy, depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I rule my mind, which I love must rule. Amen. Thank you, Lori. I love, oh, love, you. love that. Yeah, I'm terrific. Too. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, everybody. I knew instantly when my mind went to that. Um, mind is mind is our great friend. We use it. Anyway, here's a reading list this morning. We have Fran. Lemoyne, Jennifer, Karen, and Jessica. We're joined in listening this morning by Ida and Judy and Robin Marie. Has anyone else joined us that would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? I'm listening. Hi, Harrison. Glad you're here. <sighs> Okie doke. Anyone else like to say good morning? Well, welcome all. And here we go. We're in Chapter 21, The Inner Picture. And today we're reading Section 4, Faith, Belief, and Vision. Starting at Paragraph 29. <clears throat> 
All special relationships have sin as their goal, for they are bargains with reality, toward which seeming union is suggested. Forget not this, to bargain is to set a limit, and any brother with whom you have a limited relationship you hate. You may attempt to keep the bargain in the name of so-called fairness, sometimes demanding payment of yourself, perhaps more often of the other. Thus in this quote-unquote fairness, you attempt to ease the guilt that comes from the accepted purpose of the relationship. And that is why the Holy Spirit must change its purpose to make it useful to him and harmless to you. Uh, Fran. Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, Section 4, Faith, Belief, and Vision. And paragraph 29. All special relationships have sin as their goal, for they have bargains with reality, toward which the seeming union is adjusted. Forget not this, the bargain is to set a limit and any brother with whom you have a limited relationship, you hate. You may attempt to keep the bargain in the name of quote-unquote fairness, sometimes demanding payment of yourself, perhaps more often of the other. Thus, in the quote-unquote fairness, you attempt to ease the guilt that comes from the accepted purpose of the relationship. And that is why the Holy Spirit must change its purpose to make it useful to him and harmless unto you. 30. If you accept this change, you have accepted the idea of making room for truth. The source of sin is gone. You may imagine that you still experience its effects, but it is not your purpose, and you no longer want it. No one allows a purpose to be replaced while he desires it, for nothing is so cherished and protected as is a goal the mind accepts. This it will follow, grimly or happily, but always with faith and with the persistence that faith inevitably brings. The power of faith is never recognized if it is placed in sin, but it is always recognized if it is placed in love. Thank you, Fran. And Lemoyne. back up just a little bit. The Holy Spirit must change the purpose of relationship to make it useful to him and harmless unto you. If you accept this change, you have accepted the idea of making room for truth. The source of sin is gone. You may imagine that you still experience its effects, but it is not your purpose, and you no longer want it. No one allows a purpose to be replaced while he desires it, for nothing is so cherished and protected as is a goal the mind accepts. This it will follow, grimly or happily, but always with faith and with the persistence that faith inevitably brings. The power of faith is never recognized if it is placed in sin, but it is always recognized if it is placed in love. Why is it 
strange to you that faith can move mountains. This is indeed a little feat for such a power. For faith can keep the Son of God in chains as long as he believes he is in chains. And when he is released from them, it will be simply because he no longer believes in them, withdrawing faith that they can hold him and placing it in his freedom instead. It is impossible to place equal faith in opposite directions. What faith you give to sin, you take away from holiness. And what you offer holiness has been removed from sin. Thank you, Lemoyne. Hi, Jennifer. 31. Why is it strange to you that faith can move mountains? This indeed a little feat for such a power. Faith can keep the Son of God in chains as long as he believes he is in chains. And when he is released from them, it will be simply because he no longer believes in them, withdrawing faith that they can hold him and placing it in and placing it in his freedom instead. It is impossible to place equal faith in opposite directions. <laughs> what faith you give to sin you take away from holiness, and what you offer holiness has been removed from then, 32, faith and belief and vision are the means by which the goal of holiness is reached. Through them, the Holy Spirit leads you to the real world and away from all illusion where your faith was laid. This is his direction, the only one he ever sees. And when you wander, he reminds you there is but one. His faith and his belief and vision are all for you. And when you have accepted them completely instead of yours, you will have need for them no longer. For faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is reached. In heaven, they are unknown, yet heaven is reached <laughs> through them. Uh, Thank you, Jennifer. And Karen. 32. Faith and belief and vision are the means by which the goal of holiness is reached. Through them, the Holy Spirit leads you to the real world and away from all illusions where your faith was laid. This is his direction, the only one he ever sees. And when you wander, he reminds you there is but one faith. There is but one. Excuse me. His faith and his belief and vision are all for you. 
And when you have accepted them completely instead of yours, you will have need of them no longer. For faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is reached. In heaven they are unknown, yet heaven is reached through them. 33. It is impossible that the Son of God lack faith, but he can choose where he would have it be. Faithlessness is not a lack of faith, but faith in nothing. Faith given to illusions does not lack power, for by it does the Son of God believe that he is powerless. Thus is he faithless to himself, but strong in faith in his illusions about himself. For faith, perception, and belief you made as means for losing certainty and finding sin. This mad direction was your choice, and by your faith in what you chose, you made what you desire. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. Thank you. Um, trying to read this one. Uh, okay. 33. It is impossible that the Son of God lack faith, but he can choose... Hold on, I got it. Yeah. Um, But he can choose where he would have it be. Faithlessness is not a lack of faith, but faith in nothing. Faith given to illusions does not lack power. For by it does the Son of God believe that he is powerless. Thus is he faithless to himself, but strong in faith in his illusions about himself. For faith, perception, and belief you made as means for losing certainty and finding sin. This mad direction was your choice. And by your faith in what you chose, you made what you desired. 34. The Holy Spirit has a use. I don't know if that background noise is bothering. Is that okay? Somebody's uh, using a... No. No, we can hear you just fine. Okay. But as he uses them... They lead away from sin because his purpose lies in the opposite direction. He sees the means you use, but not the purpose for which you made them. He would not make them, he would not take them from you, for he sees their value as a means for what he wills for you. You made perceptions that you might choose among your brothers and seek for sin with them. The Holy Spirit sees perception as a means to teach you that the vision of a holy relationship is all you want to see. Then will you give your faith to holiness, desiring and believing in it, 
because of your desire. Thank you, Jessica. And do we have a new reader now for 34 and 35? Yes, I can hear. I heard Sandra and Robin Marie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Sandra. Okay. Okay. 34, right? Yes, that's right. The Holy Spirit has a use for all the means for sin by which you sought to find it. But as he uses them, they lead away from sin because his purpose lies in the opposite direction. He sees the means you use, but not the purpose for which you made them. He would not take them from you, for he sees their value as a means for what he wills for you. You made perception that you might choose among your brothers and seek for sin with them. The Holy Spirit sees perception as a means to teach you that the vision of a holy relationship is all you want to see. Then will you give your faith to holiness, desiring and believing in it because of your desire. Faith and belief become attached to vision as all the means that once served sin are redirected now toward holiness for what you think is sin is limitation, in whom you try to limit to the body you hate because you fear. In your refusal to forgive him, you would condemn him to the body because the means for sin are dear to you. And so the body has your faith and your beliefs. But holiness would set your brother free, removing hatred by removing fear, not as a symptom, but at its source. Thank you, Sandra. And Robin Marie. Thirty-five. Faith and belief become attached to vision as all the means that once served sin are redirected now toward holiness. For what you think is sin is limitation, and whom you try to limit to the body you hate because you fear. In your refusal to forgive him, you would condemn him to the body because the means for sin are dear to you. And so the body has your faith and your belief. But holiness would set your brother free removing hatred by removing fear, not as a symptom, but at its source. 36. Those who would free their brothers from the body can have no fear. They have renounced the means for sin by choosing to let all limitations be removed. Desiring to look upon their brothers in holiness the power of belief and faith goes far beyond the body, supporting vision, not obstructing it. But first they chose to recognize how much their faith had limited their understanding of the world, desiring to place its power elsewhere 
should another point of view be given them. The miracles which follow this decision are also born of faith. For all who choose to look away from sin are given vision and are led to holiness. Thank you, Robin Marie. And would there be another new reader for 36 and 37? Yes, Lori, I'd like to try here. Thanks, Judy. Welcome. 36. Those who would free their brothers from the body can have no fear. They have renounced the means for sin by choosing to let all limitations be removed, desiring to look upon their brothers in holiness The power of belief and faith goes far beyond the body, supporting vision, not obstructing it. But first, they chose to recognize how much their faith had limited their understanding of the world, desiring to place its power elsewhere, should another point of view be given them. The miracle which follows this decision are also born of faith. For all who chose to look away from sin are given vision and are led to holiness. 37. Those who believe in sin must think the Holy Spirit asks for sacrifice. For this is how they think their purpose is accomplished. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit knows that sacrifice brings nothing. He makes no bargains. And if you seek to limit him, you will hate capital him because you are afraid. The gift that he has given you is more than anything that stands this side of heaven. The instant The instant for its recognition is at hand. Join your awareness to what has been already joined. The faith you give each other can accomplish this. For capital he who loves the world is seeing it for you without one spot of sin upon it. And in the innocence which makes the sight of it as beautiful as heaven. Hooray for vision. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Judy. And would there be another new reader for 37 and 38? 37... 38. Okay, back to you, friend. 37. Those who believe in sin must think the Holy Spirit asks for sacrifice, for this is how they think their purpose is accomplished. Brothers, the Holy Spirit knows that sacrifice brings nothing. He makes no bargains. And if you seek to limit him, you will hate him because you are afraid. The gift that he has given you is more than anything that stands this side of heaven. 
The instant force recognition is at hand. Join your awareness to what has been already joined. The faith you give each other can accomplish this. For he who loves the world is seeing it for you without one spot of sin upon it and in the innocence which makes the sight of it as beautiful as heaven. 38. Your faith and sacrifice has given it great power in your sight, except you do not realize you cannot see because of it. For sacrifice must be exacted of a body and by another body. The mind could neither ask it nor receive it of itself, and no more could the body. The intention is in the mind, which tries to use the body to carry out the means for sin in which the mind believes. Thus is the joining of mind and body an inescapable belief of those who value sin. And so is sacrifice invariably a mean for limitation and thus for hate. Thank you, friend. And Lloyd. Your faith and sacrifice has given it great power in your sight, except you do not realize you cannot see because of it. For sacrifice must be exacted of a body and by another body. The mind could neither ask it nor receive it of itself, and no more could the body. The intention is in the mind which tries to use the body to carry out the means for sin in which the mind believes. Thus is the joining of mind and body an inescapable belief of those who value sin. And so is sacrifice invariably a means for limitation and thus for hate. Think you the Holy Spirit is concerned with this? He gives not what it is his purpose to lead you from. You think he would deprive you for your good. But so-called good and so-called deprivation are opposites and cannot meaningfully join in any way. It is like saying that the moon and the sun are one because they come with night and day, and so they must be joined. Yet the sight of one is but the sign the other has disappeared from sight. Nor is it possible that what gives light be one with what depends on darkness to be seen. Neither demands the sacrifice of the other, yet on the absence of the other does each depend. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Jennifer. 38. Your faith in sacrifice has given it great power in your sight, except you do not realize you cannot see because of it. For sacrifice must be exacted of a body and by another body. The mind could neither ask it nor receive it of itself. And no more could the body. The intention is in the mind, which tries to use the body to carry out the means 
for sin in which the mind believes. Thus is the joining of mind and body and an inescapable belief of those who value sin. And so is sacrifice, invariably a means for limitation and thus for hate. 39. Think you the Holy Spirit is concerned with this? He gives not what it is his purpose to lead you from. You think he would deprive you for your good, but good and deprivation are opposites and cannot meaningfully meaningfully join in any way. It is like saying that the moon and sun are one because they come with night and day, and so they must be joined. Yet sight of one is but the sign that the other has disappeared from sight. Nor is it possible that what gives light be one with what depends on darkness to be seen. Neither demands the sacrifice of the other. Yet on the absence of the other does each depend. Are you on mute, Lori? We're off mute now. Well, I, I was trying to, um, thinking there were two paragraphs for Jennifer and, and am I confused? Did you read two paragraphs, Jennifer? He read, we read 38. 38. Oh, read I, so I think, I, think oh. I was thinking you do 39 also, hon. Thank you. He read oh, you mean 39, 40. but he read 38. 40. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm a little dyslexic. I could read 40, which which carries us through, if you like. My numbers are off. Okay. I beg your pardon. I think, I think you okay. need to read also paragraph 40. Uh, done. Thank you so mm. much. 40. <laughs> I guess we all needed to hear 38 again, guys. Okay, <laughs> <No>. Moving forward. <laughs> yes, all thank you. <laughs> We're all connected. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, 40. The, bo- the body was made to be a sacrifice to sin. And in the darkness, so it still is seen. <laughs> Yet in the light of vision, it is looked upon quite differently. You can have faith in it to serve the Holy Spirit's goal and give it power to serve as means to help the the blind to see. But in their seeing, they look past it as as do you. The faith and the belief you gave it belongs beyond. You gave perception and belief and faith from mind to body. Let them now be given back to what produced them and can use them still to save itself from what it may pass. Thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, Jennifer. And I beg your pardon, everyone, for all the confusion with my numbers. Um, so Karen, if you'd like to complete with 40. 40. The body was made to be a sacrifice to sin, and in the darkness, though it still is seen, yet in the light of vision, it is looked upon quite differently. You can have faith in it to serve the Holy Spirit's goal and give it power to serve as means to help the blind to see. But in their seeing, they look past it, as do you. The faith and the belief you gave it belongs beyond. You gave perception and belief and faith from mind to body. Let them now be given back to what produced them and can use them still to save itself from what it made. Thank you, Karen. And thank you, everyone, who read this section uh, that I'm sure will be uh, clarified as we um, look to our holy minds uh, in dialogue about it. And so I think um, I think to just highlight two two paragraphs, uh, page thirty, uh, paragraph thirty-two. Let's see if I can get it right. <laughs> Faith, belief, and vision are the means by which the goal of holiness is reached. Through them, the Holy Spirit leads you to the real world and away from all illusions where your faith was laid. This is his direction, the only one he ever sees. And when you wander, he reminds you there is but one. His faith and his belief and vision are all for you. And when you have accepted them completely instead of yours, you will have need of them no longer for faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is reached. In heaven they are unknown, yet heaven is reached through them. And with that, I'd also like to highlight paragraph 37. Those who believe in sin must think the Holy Spirit asks for sacrifice, for this is how they think their purpose is accomplished. Brothers, the Holy Spirit knows that sacrifice brings nothing. He makes no bargains. And if you seek to limit him, you will hate him because you are afraid. The gift that he has given you is more than anything that stands this side of heaven. The instant for its recognition is at hand. Join your awareness to what has already joined. The faith you give each other can accomplish this. For he who loves the world is seeing it for you, without one spot of sin upon it, and the innocence which makes the sight of it as beautiful as heaven. And so, um, and so I think this is a perfect time uh, to take our pause, our most special 
special pause today, I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. A uh, hand in glove with today's section. So, Fran, if you'd lead us, please. And thank you. Oh, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on now is what is salvation? And today's lesson is lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. So I'll read a little from what is salvation, and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five-minute practice. What is salvation? The thought of peace was given to God's Son, the instant that his mind had thought of war. There was no need for such a thought before, for peace was given without opposite, and merely was. But when the mind is split, there is a need of healing. So the thought which had the power to heal the split became a part of every fragment of the mind that still was one, but failed to recognize its oneness. Now it did not know itself and thought its own identity was lost. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing, failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus it lets illusions go. By not supporting them, it merely lets them quietly go down to dust. And what they hid is now revealed, an altar to the body name of God whereon his word is written, with the gifts of your forgiveness laid before it and the memory of God not far behind. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. I have a kingdom I must rule. At times, it does not seem I am its king at all. It seems to triumph over me and tell me what to think and what to do and feel. And yet it has been given me to serve whatever purpose I perceive in it. My mind can only serve. Today, I give its service to the Holy Spirit to employ as he sees fit. Father, my mind is open to your thoughts and closed today to every thought but yours. I rule my mind and offer it to you. Accept my gift, for it is yours to me. Lesson 236, I rule my mind which I alone must rule. We'll take our five minutes.
Lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Uh, thank you, guys. Good morning, it's Karen. I'm dying to share, dying to share. I rule my mind. Um, in the context of our, death, our text reading just now, I rule my mind. I either place it in faithlessness or I place it in the Holy Spirit's faith. I place it in what relies on darkness to be seen. I just, you know, that, that line from the text is, wow. And that's the ego. The ego relies on darkness to be seen as opposed to truth, which is in the light. It's just in the light, absolute truth. It doesn't rely on anything but light. It's Anyway, um, I rule my mind, so I have a choice. Place my faith or faithlessness where, where it would be. Faithlessness is placing my faith in illusions. Faith is placing my my mind, the rule that I rule, in God. I place my faith in God. I rule my mind by placing my faith in truth. And that will change how I see. Um, it's very good how it says in this reading, also in the text, that that the body, the body is, just what it is, you know, you, you, it can be in the service of the Holy Spirit or the service of illusions and sin. It can be dedicated to sin or given over to the Holy Spirit to be used by the Holy Spirit for the sake of helping other people to wake up and see. But when it's, when it's placed in the, in the care of the Holy Spirit, um, we look beyond the body we still use it, but we look beyond it to the vision and the truth. Um, I rule my mind. It comes down to that. You know, I have to be responsible for what I think about. And, and I'm still at the stage where I have these random thoughts, and, and they're not based in truth. But when they arise, I have to look at them, be, pay attention, be vigilant, and deny them any power. Um, I was sitting here and something was happening externally yesterday and and I was sitting in presence and at first my mind went out to thinking, oh, I'm experiencing this anxiety or this fear, this irritation because of the external thing. And I stopped myself. And I said, no, it's not about the external thing. It's my inward condition. And it's almost like suddenly the, a curtain closed on the external world and all my attention came back into my body, or not body, but body, mind, consciousness, what I was feeling in that moment. 
and there was a purification. There was a healing. When I withdrew my um, false perception that the outside world was causing it, and I pulled it in to my inner awareness, pulled all the energy back in, and then it just released. And that's like the Rumi song, excuse me, prayer poem. Um, I belong to another spiritual group, and they sing that. They sing the Rumi, you know, um, the the Rumi poem that Lori shared this morning. That all of these things that are coming up are for purification. They're clearing us out. They're just clearing us out. So the pain in the body. Today it's a pain, a depression, an anger, a joy. We should be open to it all without judgment and allow it to just move through us and be purified. And I rule my mind because I give what shows up all the meaning that it has for me. If I judge it as bad and reject it, I can't be, I can't have the healing. That's the old way of thinking. That's the old mind of faithlessness. That's being trapped in the illusions. But even if it's pain in my body or pain in my emotions, if I hold it in the Holy Spirit and hold it in the love of God and hold it in faith and belief in the one God, it it has the power to be transformed. Um, I think that's that's it. I rule my mind. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, what a beautiful share that was. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. That Thank was you, really great. I just started thinking about, uh, you know, faith and also in the course it's saying just a little bit of willingness. So when an idea comes in that is not true, to put a little faith and willingness that the Holy Spirit will help, you know, bring bring it to truth and bring it to um, a happy a happy state, and it's like a, a hummingbird hovering, or even a helicopter, that hovering place where you're where you're able to not make any thought. Uh, and and let the Holy Spirit do it. Thank you so much, Karen. Oh, that was Thank beautiful you, too, Robert Marie. That was really Let's beautiful, and it reminds it reminds me of um, Chris said a few days ago. He said to make the the mind a love offering and complete. You guys are all so amazing. Indeed. Thank you. That was very beautifully said. Thank you. There's a part in the Course that says, I will not decide for myself today. Um, when we give it to the Holy Spirit and wait upon the response and feel the calm and quiet sense of being rather than the responsibility of decision and allow that feeling of wonderfulness to arise. 
and then we feel the wonderfulness inside of us, we know the Holy Spirit is guiding us back home to the heart. So I will not decide for myself today, but I choose for God and God's love. And I wait upon His Word to open me to what is available to be seen. Anyway, I thought I'd share that. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Charles. That is fantastic. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Good morning, Mrs. Sandra. And I just love all the different ways that we all say the same thing <laughs> because it really helped me to, to integrate, you know, looking at it from all these different perspectives, which is really one perspective. Um, I know for myself, I, if I take full responsibility, that the way that I experienced my life, I programmed myself to be a victim when things didn't look the way I thought they were supposed to look. And now I'm, because I rule my mind, which I alone must rule, which it takes all victimhood out of there. I can't be a victim when the power is in my court. I rule my mind. I'm not a victim of anything. And my mind is, is if, if I'm under the tutelage of my creator of God is limitless, infinite, eternal, immortal. Um, it doesn't even die. It's not even a part of the body. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a frequency. It's an energy. And it reveals itself by whatever the, whatever the frequency reveals. If it reveals anger and resentment, then I'm in victimhood again. So I, because I rule my mind, I am now reprogramming my mind that when things don't go the way I think they're supposed to go, I bring it to Holy Spirit and I get, instead of being a victim, I get excited because now I don't know what's going on. Holy Spirit's got a plan for me and it's just a matter of me having faith and confidence that Something good is going to happen. Something better than I ever could have even thought of is going to happen because I've turned it over to Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, my Holy Spirit, only wants my highest and best. I don't always understand how it works, but when I come into it with an attitude of, oh, goody, things aren't working out the way I thought they were supposed to. Oh, goody, Holy Spirit's got a plan here. I just don't know what it is yet. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, goody is right. <laughs> thank you, Sandra. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sandra. This is Ida. Um, I wish I could do what you all seem to be doing. Um, I've tried. Um my body does seem to get in my way. Um, like I said, I'm going to a assisted living because my 
body has been getting worse and worse. And um, as far as being unable to do things very much at all. And um, I want to forgive. I want to forgive my body. I want to forgive everything and everybody and my, myself. Um, just say a prayer. Thanks. I'm complete. I love you, Ida. Love you, Ida, with you on your journey, dear one. Thank you for sharing. Love you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Yeah, aren't you the one who doesn't want to live alone? Uh, that's true. So if you go into assisted living, then you won't be living alone. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Just a Thank little you. shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll bring a I lot of light place, I'm sure. And there'll be people who are full of light for you. So it'll be a big shift, but it it, it will be a lovely one. I put my faith in well, that. Thank you so much for having faith when I haven't seemed to be able to have faith on my behalf. I almost want to cry. Thank you. Hi, Ida. It's Karen. I have, um, I, I think of you in prayer. You cross my mind during the day, and there are th- things I think of. And one was that, you know, where you're, wherever you land, you have so much wisdom of the Holy Spirit in you. Could be a great gift to the people around you. You could be a teacher. And I don't know Thank where you. God is going to land you, but I feel like you know you you carry the Holy Spirit. You carry the message. You carry it in your mind, and it may be an opportunity wherever you land. I don't have any clue where that will be, but I trust that God is going to use you completely. I'm complete. Thank you, Karen. Absolutely. You bring the light wherever you go, Ida. Thank you, dear. Because you are the light. You know, the Course says you place great faith in your body as a source of something. And when I, I'm just been lying on the couch here and it's sometimes been hard to even get up off the couch. Okay? So when I managed to get up and go to the bathroom a few minutes ago, I felt so much better temporarily, you know, because my body did something that I need to do, (laughs) you know. It was pretty crazy, and it told me that that part where he says that I place great faith in my body as a source of something is so, so true. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. 
morning, it's Mindy. I, um, I'm just going to say that I am in need of help. As I said that, the sun just came out. Um, I have an opportunity. Things are things are kind of keeping me over here, and uh, and I am noticing how um, my thoughts will either help me to surrender and bring peace and physical comfort and optimism to my mind, or my thoughts will plunge me back into darkness, literally, with the clouds coming out. And um, I just, um, I feel like I'm going back into the nightmare rather than allowing myself to awaken into the light. And it's very scary right now for me. I feel like I'm in a battle between good and evil. And the last few days I've been noticing how my mind will come up with scary thoughts. And then my body will respond. And then I'm stuck in this cycle where I have to then relax and breathe and replace that thought. And it's been really intense. And in trying to make room for my cat, I took my pillow from behind my head, which was supporting my head, and I ended up wrenching a muscle, and I am just dealing with, I know I'm creating it, I know it's coming for a breakthrough. And and I'm willing, and I'm noticing that the thing in me that keeps negating a good thought. I'm really beginning to realize that it is the ego exactly as this text describes it. It is so afraid of being destroyed and doesn't realize that it won't be destroyed, just incorporated <laughs> into love. Um, that even when the perfect lesson comes up for me for what I'm going through, what I find is I hear an echo of my father's voice who felt he was a failure. The ego says, oh, yeah, here you go. Exactly what you need so you can fail again. Yeah, you're stuck. You're different. You know, different-itis, um, specialness. So anyway, I am realizing that the ego is exactly what the text says. And it's a little scary at first when I see the strength that it appears to have over me. You know, when the thoughts come, how compelling they can be. And I leave my place of knowing peace and love and light. And and I'm sharing this with you because to acknowledge something makes it less um, scary. So anyway... I'm praying for the courage to, to really see that, to let the ego in all its glory appear, as the Holy Spirit does. Um, don't leave any darkness underneath. 
allow it to come up, allow it to feel it, allow it to go to the light, allow the Holy Spirit to disperse it. So my prayer today is to, to be have the strength when the ego to come, comes up to recognize that it's the ego, to recognize that what it is at its bottomless is fear. And what I, I don't know, I just, I'm putting myself in prayer today that because when I can do this, when I do this, I mean, I'm worthy of it just on my own to, to be able to, to really see the ego and really choose whether I want it or not and really surrender it to the power that can release me from it and can show me when it comes again so I can release it again. Anyway, that's all. I'm talking too much. <laughs> I've stated my intention. And uh, thank you for your prayers because I know as you pray for me to have this total release, that it has to come to you and through you. So here's to all of us. Raise a glass to really seeing that ego and choosing to to go with the Holy Spirit. I'm complete. Amen. Amen. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. Thanks, Mindy. I, I lovingly Beautiful. accept exactly where you are. Yes, thank you guys for all your beautiful shares. Yes. A friend in need is a friend indeed. I've been thinking about Thank that you. lately that um, <laughs> the faith you give each other can accomplish this. I love that line. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, indeed. I'll hold that one today, Robin Marie. Thank you. What was that line again? Would you repeat it? I didn't catch it, something about safety. I, I would really love, I, I, I played hooky until it's time for the workbook call, workbook lesson, so would someone, would you please repeat that beautiful statement about safety? Because I think that's something that would help. Uh, uh, Robin Marie has left the call, huh? Yeah. Uh, she said, oh. Go ahead, Lori. No, you go ahead, Lori. I was just going to say what you just said. <laughs> you know the line. Yeah. I don't have my finger on it right now, but the line is, your faith in each other is your faith in him. And uh, and I'm reminded also of the lesson when I'm healed, I'm not healed alone. You know, uh, our faith in each other, our faith in holiness is what changes this world, the world of illusion, darkness, ego perception to a world that the Holy Spirit sees and loves. And uh, our faith in each other through forgiveness is the way we achieve that. So that was uh, basically what Robin Marie was sharing. Thanks, Mindy. Yes, good morning, guys. i um been thinking about that. A friend in need is a friend indeed. And, um, you know, when someone else is suffering or in pain because they believe their egoic thinking, um, I have a, a, an opportunity. There's a lot of that going on in the world. And I have an opportunity every time to remind myself I have um, the right capital alternative to see that there is a choice in thinking, how I think and how I look at the world, how I see the world, 
how I look at myself, how I see myself. And, um, you know, I rule my mind. I must rule my mind. I, I mean, this is what the Course is. It's all about discipline, mental discipline, that my mind is one with God's. I don't rule my mind. God rules it. He's the ruler. He's the king of the kingdom of God. And what he, his word is to me is how I am created. And I either accept the truth, acknowledge the truth, and live and breathe in the truth as I'm learning how to be the truth myself. And simply being love, teaching only love, teaching only peace, resting in peace. It's for the living. I rest in peace. I look out, and I love the way the text speaks of coupling faith and belief. My belief and trust and faith in God has to be the first and foremost thing upon the altar of my mind. Which kingdom will I rule today? Will I help God rule the kingdom of heaven and myself in truth? Or am I going to wander around in idle thinking, thinking personal thoughts, but which are not thinking at all? I mean, that's, you know, when I said I lost my mind, I, I didn't miss it much because <laughs> all it used to do was upset me and disturb my peace. You know, having idle personal thoughts. Hold not one thought for myself. I got very clearly one day in meditation and contemplation, reading the book, Course in Miracles. Hold not one thought for yourself. Every thought I think is for everybody, unified. It's one soul and one spirit because there is only one mind and one soul and one spirit. The Holy Spirit is my daily bread. Am I denying not listening to the Holy Spirit? Am I listening to my own idle thinking, my own personal thinking, my own preoccupation with myself, my body, my pain? Let it go, Jude. Let it go. It's not serving you. It's not making you happy. And probably you're extending your unhappiness and in what I call environmental pollution. You know, I can't save anybody until I save myself. And then I save the world from myself <laughs> because I'm not polluting it with all this pain and sickness and suffering. God will release me if I ask him to. He will help me. He does the correction. But I have to acknowledge my own misery-making, my own pain-making. I am responsible for how I think. Only my thoughts can hurt me. That um, witnessing that that vision is essential to restore me to the awareness of the truth of who I am. That I have to look at myself through the eyes of Christ, through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, which sees my perfection to restore my mind to the one-mindedness, the celestial perfection of me being a celestial spiritual mind being, spiritual consciousness that love sees only itself. 
sees only itself in everything, as everything. And if if I'm perceiving without without correction, without vision, without true forgiveness, I'm merely judging. I'm still judging. I can say, oh, I forgive myself. But if I haven't used Christ to look at Jude, to help me see Jude in truth, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. Forgiveness essentially is judgmental unless I use vision, the vision of Christ's consciousness, to interpret it in the truthful way, true perception, sees only holiness, only holiness. Everything is sacred and holy. Even beyond your wildest imaginations of all the wrongs and sins and mistakes and faults that we think we have. We can't mess it up. We were created and accomplished already. Perfect. We can't change it, distort it. We can misperceive it. We can we can um, think we're mis. Well, ap- actually, the course in the beginning of the book says that we're in an active state of miscreation because of the power of our minds, because all thought manifests in form. We create our lives every day, but we're miscreating as long as we're misperceiving ourselves as bodies, as brains and bodies, as separate personal people. We have to unify in the white one mind in order for the, the kingdom to come be restored to its totality. And this is the opportunity with and for each other we have. In any suffering or any pain, I can choose to see the perfection and the mistake in the air that I give to God for correction, that I give to Christ in my heart and say, you know, we still don't know what we're doing here. Our purpose is to of the world is to restore our awareness to Christ's consciousness, to transcend the battleground of perception. Me against you and me against the world. And whatever fight or conflict I have to acknowledge is mine in me and nowhere else because I'm the one that's wanting something to be other than it is, myself to be other than I am in truth. This is, oh, it's so beautiful, and it's so simple, and God's made it easy for us. He's given us the means, the vision, the holy encounters, the instructions. Don't judge. Simply don't judge any of this dream, this dream of judgment, this dream of death, this dream of a false sense of self-appraisal. Let it all go, and I'll finish with the prayer in the beginning of the book that the ego cannot prevail against the united power and protection of the kingdom of God. In in God's mind, in God's heart, in God's love, I am perfectly protected and perfectly comfortable in a state of unshakable peace and unshakable love, a love that does not change Never can, never has, never will. I am complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judy.
love the lesson today I have. I rule the mind that God has given me. And when I feel weak and feel overwhelmed by all the thoughts that I have, I realize I've given up the job to rule my mind and given my power away to thoughts that were external to me, that I've learned from somebody else about me. I've learned from an authority outside of me about something that is not true within me. And though I'm weary and weak and I know my heart is praying for the strength of God's love to reestablish the connection with my mind, and as I find rest and kindness and the stillness, I, whether it be a nap or whatever it takes for that rest to connect the mind and heart together once again, because the mind grows weary with all thoughts that I have given away to rule. And I ask the Holy Spirit to reunite my mind and heart together once again in God's restful, peaceful way in order that we will together through heart and mind become wholehearted in our service to love and our dedication to one another. Today I rule the mind and give the mind back to God whose gift he gave to me. Thank you. I'm complete. That was an inspiration. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. You know, when I got thinking about it, the, um, in the holy instant, practicing the holy instant is, is out of time and space, and I forget the body, and I'm restored to what is beyond the body, beyond the world, um, and recognize that the body and the world are really an illusion. It's, it's a perception that's dependent upon the body, and the body acknowledges the world as, as a you know, image of its making. And essentially that's what the Course teaches us that we did in the separation or the fall from perfect and pure consciousness. The, um, the idea, and to take it really to contemplation, that time as a concept was invented by the separate mind and space as a concept was invented by the separate mind because it, hit, it was necessary in order to, to have the continuity of an ego, a personal self, in space and time. So if you take the time concept out of your awareness and really focus on being present, being present, you really, there's no personal thoughts in the present if you're really mindful of it. 
Hold no thought for yourself in the present moment, and your mind will expand to uh, a more expansive awareness of everything and everyone around you because you simply won't be in your little itty-bitty committee, which is the way I talk to myself. I don't mean to talk to anyone else that way. Don't take me that way. But that's the way I talk to myself in doing these practices. You know, I'm in my own itty-bitty committee and judging and evaluating. And, um, you know, the only way I can judge or evaluate is by my experience of, of it from the past and, uh, and how I want things to be in the future, which is just planning for my own comfort and safety. The idea that there is no time. Get rid of the time concept, Jude. There is no past. The past is absolutely gone. It's gone. It's evaporated. It doesn't exist. Forget everything I ever learned from the world, anything and everything. And every purpose that I'm giving to the world is is bringing me any satisfaction or happiness or pain, happiness or pain. And see what happens in the moment. What's happening right here, right now? It's singularly all that's asked for me to do in order to awaken, to be enlightened. I am here and now without any personal thoughts. Amen. I'm complete. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. Lori. And she was, I love this lesson today. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. So many times I, um, I, I find myself searching for, using the ACIM search tool, uh, I put together the words mind and serve. Mind and serve. It's um, it's a very um, it's a very affirming result when I can read the things that come up with mind and serve. Because when I was, um, you know, when I was, you know, I hate to use the term when I was experiencing life as an ego, because I still do at times. Um, but when that was my primary uh, experience of life I had no idea that my mind was split I, I it was I was unaware of it I was unaware of the split in my mind but this lesson this lesson is really excellent for exactly that if I realize my mind can only serve uh, I'm brought back to the sudden awareness I mean it pulls me right back to the sudden awareness that my mind is always always either serving my personal self or serving holiness because it is a fact mind can only serve and of the two things the personal self or holiness only one is true 
So when my mind is split, I'm experiencing life um, as something outside of me that influences me. It is a cause, and I become the effect. The world is the cause, and I become the effect because of the split in my mind. But when I realize that God created my mind whole, and I can elect, in fact, in point of fact, I'm always electing, always, in every situation, every place, and every time, I'm always electing, I, the true I, I'm always electing at what um, direction I'm going to serve. And of the two, there's only there's only one that's real: truth or illusion, God or the ego, holiness or the personal self, separation or unity. However you want to say, um, however you want to define the word sin. You know, I I, I love. Um, Lee's definition, I wrote it down, I keep it on my on my screen. Because he uses the word sin, you know. And he uses the word sin purposely in order to break all the associations my mind has with the ego thought system. So sin, as it's used in the Course of Miracles, is simply a one word description. For all the ways that the ego would deny, distort, doubt, resist, fight, love, the truth, unity, innocence, holiness. Sin is just that one word description for a choice that the mind is always making. Ego or God. And this lesson is my healing it's the healing of my split mind. It most clearly says, I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. I offer you my mind, my Father. It is your gift to me. <laughs> you gave me this gift of a mind, and when I offer it to you, you give me heaven. It's just that simple. Mind can only serve. I didn't know that when I experience life primarily as an ego because I have my own goals. Um, one of the most startling uh, wake-up calls uh, in the Course of Miracles for me is, um, I'm going to just read it to you. It's in Chapter 18 in the section called Light in the Dream. It's paragraph 27. You who hold each other's hand also hold mine. Isn't that something? For when you joined each other, you were not alone. Do you believe that I would leave you in the darkness you agreed to leave with me? In your relationship is this world's light. And by relationship in this context... He's saying, anyone with whom you join for a purpose of truth. It's the purpose of truth that makes it holy. Anyone with whom you join for the purpose of truth. 
he joins us there and your relationship is this world's light and fear must disappear before you now be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offered to each other you'll succeed only in frightening yourself the gift of faith is given forever for God himself received it you cannot cannot in italics take it back you have accepted God I join a brother for the purpose of truth I have accepted God the holiness of your relationship is established in heaven for the purpose of truth purpose of truth purpose of holiness you do not understand what you accepted and I didn't I didn't know that but remember that your understanding is not necessary all that was necessary was merely the wish to understand that wish was the desire to be holy I didn't know that but I didn't need to know that the will of God is granted you for you desire what the only thing you ever had or ever were when I accept the purpose of truth I'm accepting holiness I didn't know that but it doesn't matter my understanding isn't necessary when I joined brother I accepted the purpose of holiness purpose of truth the gift is given forever for God himself received it you cannot take it back you have accepted God this is what happened uh, I love this section because he's making it very clear that faith belief and vision are God's gifts to me when I accept when I accept the Holy Spirit's purpose of truth lots of wonderful things start to happen in my life things I could have never predicted it's a little bit like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz you know you're dreaming 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 all these terrible terrible things outside you every one of these terrible things you're dreaming are a reflection of thoughts you've had beliefs you've held perceptions you've entertained all the time dreaming 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 until you decide you want to come home you've accepted truth pay no attention to the man behind the screen he says in the in the, in the wizard story that ego pay no attention to it you have accepted holiness the only thing you ever wanted the truth about you uh, I have to look at the clock for a minute oh good there's still time um, and I don't need to understand that the Holy Spirit gives me the means and what is the Holy Spirit what is the Holy Spirit it's not a thing other than me it's the messages of love between the father and the son the song that still is always sung all my knowledge save for me that I might do my will it's not a thing other than me the truth of me all this the Holy Spirit wants to bring to my awareness the light and the dream I can choose I can choose to see the body and by body I, he's, he's saying see the form 
see the behavior, see, um, you know, see the parts, not the whole. And when I do that, when I allow my mind to do that, I'm instantly in a state of judgment. And that's what he's talking about in paragraph 39, about sacrifice, you know. We think we reserve to ourselves the right to make an assessment of all the things we perceive. That's what the ego does. And to give that up feels like sacrifice. But the Holy Spirit doesn't ask sacrifice. He asks me to lay down the terrible burden, the terrible burden I've held to my own mind, the burden of deciding what's right and wrong, who's good and bad, what he's doing and what she's doing and what they're doing. And all of that judging puts me outside the circle, the arc of golden light. I can't do that because judgment and vision are my choices. And of these two, only one will lead me to the purpose that I've accepted. And so forgiveness, forgiveness becomes the way I learn to walk. My understanding isn't necessary. I don't need to understand. All I need to do is have trust. All I need to do is have trust. I think I want to. I think I want to end my share with um, a, a paragraph from lesson 135. If if I uh, hold to my mind. Was it 132 and 135? I'll understand this this section as he's given it to me. 32 is I lose the world from all I thought it was. I lose the world from all I thought it was. I accept holiness. Now, this 135 is if I defend myself, I am attacked. That doesn't tell me the whole story, but the whole story is in. Let's see if I have it on my screen. I hope I do. I might not. The whole story of Lesson 135, Defend Myself, I Am Attacked, is in a paragraph that begins, Your Present Trust in Him. I've accepted the purpose. The Holy Spirit gives me the means. And my mind is healed when I accept the purpose. I don't have to understand that. It's not required that I understand it. All that's asked of me is that I accept the purpose of holiness. Now I'm having a hard time finding the paragraph I want. But it begins, your present trust your, in him. <laughs> Which paragraph he, is it, Lemoyne? Oh, it's it's down near the end. It's, uh, it's your present trust in him is the defense which guarantees the future undisturbed. Without a trace of sorrow. Here it is. 
Paragraph 20. Your present trust in him is the defense which promises a future undisturbed, without a trace of sorrow, and with joy which constantly increases. You're going to love this, Judy. As this life becomes a holy instant, set in time, but heeding only immortality, let no defense but your present trust direct the future. I think Sandra said that really well, too. And this life becomes a meaningful encounter with the truth that only your defenses would conceal. Without a defense, without defenses, and this is what we're all trying to say to Ida, you become a light which heaven gratefully acknowledges to be its own. And it will lead you. It will lead you on in ways appointed for your happiness according to the ancient plan begun when time was born. Your followers will join their light with yours and it will be increased until the world is lighted up with joy and gladly will all your brothers lay aside their cumbersome defenses which availed them nothing and could only terrify. And what I most desire to say this morning is that when I lay my defenses aside, there is absolutely no limit to all that will be revealed to my mind in a holy awareness. Absolutely no limit. It's maybe not useful to say how one day I walked into a wood and saw a group of souls singing together, but I want to say for sure that only my defenses would have prevented me from seeing that. And that day I had none. And it was given me to understand that outside my ordinary everyday awareness, every soul in the universe is praising God in gratitude and thanks for holiness. Outside the dream, that's going on eternally. Sometimes I'm aware of it, sometimes I'm not. But he says, what is the face of Christ but one who went a moment into the light and brought back a, an awareness of the unity he felt. This is, this is all that's given me when I accept this holy purpose of holiness. I didn't know that, but my understanding wasn't necessary. Holy Spirit gives the means. Holy Spirit gives me the means when I accept the purpose of unity. That's why he enjoins us to dedicate all thought to unity. And my mind will be healed. I'm complete. I'm glad I didn't miss that. That was beautiful. Thank you. You know, I'm just, do you know, could you tell me what time it is? Is it near the close? It's it's top of the hour. It's top of the hour. Uh, <laughs> is that your poet? So maybe, no, I was just going to say, I rule my mind, which I alone can rule. Um, as a remembrance, it's top of the hour. My mind can only serve, and I choose to serve holiness. Go ahead, Judy, if you have a final share. Go ahead. 
No, I'm caught in stillness. <laughs> oh, okay. This this section is um, this section intellectually is difficult and. Uh, and when I thought about it over the weekend, I thought this section intellectually is difficult, but understanding isn't necessary. And then I remembered every morning uh, I say to Holy Spirit the same thing, my understanding isn't necessary, and I don't know what you want to be featured today. When I thought about it over the weekend, um, it was on my mind. And I was scrolling through Facebook, and I came upon uh, something that was channeled by Stephanie Finn, if you know her, uh, from the Course of Miracles community. And I thought, boy, this is this is a perfect description of I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. So I'll share it because it seemed a gift this weekend. Um, but I'll share it with the understanding that in any moment, you know, all things are echoes of the voice for God. And some days I think this, and other days I think that. But Holy Spirit has a purpose for everything. And if I'm listening, I'll know uh, he's as loud as my willingness to listen. And this morning, uh, when I thought, what do you want this morning, Holy Spirit? Guest house came up clearly for a reason. But this is also true from Stephanie Finn in regard to I rule my mind. Wait before you say anything. Always regard yourself as a beautiful instrument of God's peace. There is a peaceful, easy feeling for you to behold now, and that is all. Offer only sweet undivided attention as you flip from tree to tree and branch to branch. Stay in the background as much as you can. Never let your need to be right drive you to the forefront of any conversation. Rather, stay tethered to God's love golden thread of light. Let wordless wisdom stand as a beacon calling your brothers home. Wordless, wordless beacon let yourself be a pipe through which the Holy Spirit's words are delivered. In the instant these words are delivered, you will be covered with joy. Back up from the need to prove your worth in any manner. Mind your own business in how your awakening is proceeding. That is to say, don't judge yourself or anyone. Comparisons are never helpful and set up an idea of diminishment in your mind. Help others on two levels. Pronounce your blessed light by seeing their light. Ask that God show them to you. This is how it's done. In all manners, stabilize yourself in the high frequency of love. Then do whatever. Be quiet in the instant in the mind. You are a glorious light in the mind of God. How could you not be quiet?
that also expresses I rule my mind, which I must alone rule. Anyway, thank you, everyone, um, for listening, for sharing, for reading, for coming here every day, for the gifts you offer, the doors you open, the walls you walk through, and all your gifts of love and expression of the Holy Instant to the voice of the Holy Spirit.